You can't reach your potential praying small prayers, believing for the ordinary, accepting the status quo. God is counting on you to tap into His favor, to see the surpassing greatness of His power. This takes bold prayers. This takes people that will take the limits off of God. People that are not intimidated at the size of their dream. Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for downloading our podcast. We enjoy spending this time with you. I know you're going to leave encouraged and inspired. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week and follow us on social media to stay connected. We appreciate your support. It helps keep the ministry going. Enjoy the message. Well, God bless you. It's a joy to come into your homes. And if you're ever in our area, stop by and be a part of one of our services. These are the finest people in all of Houston, Texas, right here at Lakewood. So come on by when you can. But thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming out. I like to start with something funny. And I heard about this man. He called the church office and said, I want to speak to the head hog at the trough. The secretary was offended. She said, if you mean the pastor, you're going to have to call him pastor, but you may not call him the head hog at the trough. He said, well, fine, but I was thinking about making a $5,000 donation to your church. She said, hang on, Porky just walked in. (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about blessed indeed. Most of us believe that God has a good plan for our lives. and We ask him to take care of us, to protect us, to give us the food that we need. And that's good, but God doesn't just want to do the ordinary, just do what's common. He has some uncommon blessings, some unprecedented favor. But here's the key. If you're going to see the uncommon, you can't just pray common prayers. You can't just ask for the ordinary. You have to ask for dreams that look impossible, for increase that seems out of reach, for favor to overcome obstacles that look too big. If you only pray small prayers, you're going to see small results. If you only ask God to supply your needs, it's going to limit what he will do. And the scripture says, you have not because you ask not. How many of your prayers are going unanswered because you never ask? You never had the boldness to say, God, show out in my life. Take me where I can't go on my own. God, open this door that looks impossible. Heal me from this sickness that seems permanent. Turn my child around. If God answered what you're praying about, would it be big enough? One reason we don't see God do big things is we only ask for small things. If you're not asking for something that you can't accomplish on your own, then you're not asking big enough. If it's not something that's over your head, you don't have the resources, it's never happened in your family, then you're not asking for the far and beyond favor that God wants you to have. Don't be intimidated by the size of your dream. God is the one that put that in your heart. Those things he whispered to you in the night, you haven't told anyone about, seem so unlikely, 
God wouldn't have spoken that to you if he didn't have a way to bring it to pass. All he needs is for you to come into agreement, dare to ask him. But sometimes we think it's selfish to ask for something big. It's not right to ask to pay my house off, to own my own business, to meet someone really special. The enemy would love to convince us to only pray little prayers and believe for small things. Don't fall into that trap. Our God is an all-powerful, awesome God. He is not offended when you ask for big things. He doesn't say, who do you think you are? Don't you know there are a lot of people that need my help more than you? It's just the opposite. That bold prayer gets his attention. That's your faith being released. That's when he'll pour out blessings you can't contain. He'll open doors bigger than you've ever imagined. And yes, it's good to ask for our needs, but are you asking for your dreams? Are you praying any bold, audacious, out-of-the-box prayers? Well, Joel, my needs are supplied. God's been good to me. I'm content. That's great. But how about asking God to bless you so you can be a bigger blessing? It's not just about you, but how about believing to build that orphanage, to pay that single mom's house off, to fund that food pantry in your city, to advance the kingdom. See, a normal prayer is God help me pay my bills this month. A bold prayer is God bless me with overflow so I can not only pay my bills, but I can help pay somebody else's bills. A normal prayer, God just keep my children out of trouble. A bold prayer is God let my children fulfill their destinies. Normal prayers, God, help me to learn to live with this sickness, to manage this pain. A bold prayer is, Father, thank you that I am free from this sickness, that by your stripes I am healed, that I will run and not be weary, that I will walk and not faint. The scripture says in James, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. That word amiss in the original translation means weak, sick miserable. When we just ask God to help us get by, to help us endure, that's a weak prayer. God is saying, I created the universe. I flung stars into space. I opened blind eyes. I brought dead people back to life. When you come to me, ask for big things, knowing that I'm a big God. Ask me for your dreams. Ask me to bring you out of debt. Ask me to accelerate your goals. Ask me to show out in your life. When you ask big, God calls that a healthy prayer. When you ask for what seems impossible, that's when angels go to work. That's when chains are broken. That's when you'll come into overflow, into more than enough. Well, Joel, this sounds good, but things are tough in my life. I have a lot of obstacles. I'm just asking God to help me make it through this year. Can I tell you respectfully, that's a sick prayer. That prayer needs medication. Turn it around. Father, thank you that no weapon formed against me will prosper. That what was meant for my harm, you're turning to my advantage. Lord, I thank you that I'm not only coming out, but I'm gonna come out better than I was before. That's a bold prayer. That's what gets God's attention. Maybe you're struggling with depression. You have to make sure you don't pray depressing prayers. God just helped me to endure. Grandmother was depressed. 
Mother was depressed. The dog is depressed. I guess I'll always be depressed. Break out of that box. Freedom begins when you start praying bold prayers. Father, thank you that this depression is not permanent. It is not how my story ends. May have been in this family line a long time, but this is a new day. Lord, I want to thank you that generational curses are being broken and generational blessings are beginning. When you ask boldly, in faith, declaring God's greatness, that's when he'll bless you indeed. He'll make things happen that you could never make happen. Could it be that you're not seeing God's greatness because you're only praying weak prayers? You're only asking for the ordinary, the normal. God is moved by our faith. He's moved when he hears you asking for things that seem too big, unlikely, things you can't accomplish on your own. I know a lady, for over 10 years, her son was as off course as can be. He was on drugs and he had stolen her credit cards and ran up all kinds of debt. He was constantly in and out of jail, causing her heartache and pain. Most people would have prayed, God, just get him out of jail. Just keep him off of drugs. And that's fine, but that's a normal prayer. This lady dared to pray a bold prayer. She said, God, I'm asking that you not only get his life straightened out, but use my son. Let him impact others. Let him become a great leader. All the circumstances said it would never happen. There was no sign of anything improving. But one Sunday morning, while he was in jail, the inmates had the television on and they were watching our program. He came in, never planned to watch, but he heard me talking about how God has a purpose for your life and that no matter how many mistakes you've made, that doesn't have to keep you from your destiny. When he heard that, something came alive on the inside. Strongholds were broken in his mind. Two weeks later, he showed up at a service at Lakewood. At the end, he stood up and gave his life to Christ. I saw him afterwards. He had tears running down his cheeks. He told how his mother had prayed for him for years, how he felt a love and a sense of purpose that he's never felt before. Today, he's the pastor of a church. He helps other young people that are in his same situation. His mother is so grateful and so thrilled with what God has done. But I wonder where this young man would be if his mother had only prayed weak prayers. Just help him get by God, help him to not be harmed. Maybe he wouldn't be free. Maybe he wouldn't be making such a difference. What am I saying? Pray bold prayers over your children. Bold prayers over your dreams. Bold prayers over your finances. I pray every day, God, take our ministry where no ministry has ever gone. Well, Joe, isn't that kind of selfish, kind of greedy? No, that's your faith being released. That's what's going to take you to the fullness of your destiny. And I say this in humility, but we've seen God open doors that haven't opened for other ministries. Television networks that have a non-religion policy. They've never aired inspirational programming now they air our program every week. They break their own rules to put us on. That's what happens when you pray bold prayers. I pray every day, God, let my children go further than I'm gone. Let them supersede anything that I've done. Let them impact the culture in a greater way. 
Don't let those prayers go unanswered because you never prayed them. You never asked for the uncommon, the unusual. God said in Psalms, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. The principle is however wide your mouth is open, that's how much God is going to fill. If you're praying bold prayers, if you have a wide mouth, asking God to do what looks impossible, you're going to see him show out in your life. But if you have a small mouth, you're asking God to just meet your needs, just help you get by, you're content with the status quo, then you're going to see God's goodness in a limited way. Now, I'm not discounting the small things God does. I thank him that he woke me up today. I'm grateful that he supplies our needs. I'm simply saying, don't stop there. Open your mouth wider and ask him for your dreams. Ask him for that business. Ask him to build that children's home. Ask him to free you from that sickness. This is the one time where it's good to have a big mouth. Young lady came down for prayer a while back. She asked if I would pray that she would make a C on her final exam. That struck me as being odd. I said, why do you want to pray for a C and not an A? She said, I've never made an A in this subject. I'm not good at math. I just want to pass. I didn't tell her. I wanted to say, that's a sick prayer. That prayer has the flu. I wonder how many prayers are not being answered for you. Not because God won't do it. Not because it's too difficult, but you never ask. You've never had the boldness to open your mouth wide and ask for what you really want, not for what you think will happen. If you're single, it's not humility to ask God to just let you meet anyone. God, they don't have to be talented. They don't have to be attractive. They don't have to have a good job. God, I just want someone that's breathing. You need to cancel that prayer right now because your next prayer will be, God, get them out of my life. If God answered what you're praying about, is it what you really want? What if God had somebody amazing coming for you? Somebody more than you could imagine. But he says to the angel, hold off on that A. Hold off on that awesome person. They're okay with the C. No, you need to ask God not for a watered down version of what you want, not a get by version, not an I don't deserve much. Ask him for what you really want. Ask him to bring somebody awesome into your life. Somebody tall, dark, handsome, godly, well off, smart, talented, fun, good looking. That's what Victoria did. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> she forgot to add humility though, but my question, how wide is your mouth open? Are you asking God to just supply your needs, just help you make it through? God is saying, open your mouth wider and watch what I will do. I told that young lady that I wasn't going to pray for a C, I was going to pray for an A. Her eyes got real big. I said, you were created to excel. You have talent in you that you've not tapped into. Now quit telling yourself all you can make is a C and start thanking God for an A. She left there with a different perspective. She started opening her mouth wider. She studied, she prepared. A month later, she came back and said for the first time, she made an A in that subject. 
Even her teacher was very amazed. It would have never happened if she had not opened her mouth wide and asked for what she really wanted. And if you will break out of the box and start praying these bold prayers, you're going to see some of these first times. For the first time, you're not struggling to get by. You have overflow. For the first time, you're not fighting the addiction. You're totally free. For the first time, you have somebody amazing in your life to love. Now do your part. Stop asking for a C and start asking for an A. You are not inconveniencing God by asking big. It's not like if he gives you what you want, then somebody else will get left out. God has unlimited favor, unlimited power. You're not being selfish. Him helping you is not going to stop him from being good to others. And the scripture says, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants to give it to you. Maybe he's just waiting for you to ask. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, it lists some of the genealogy of the people of Judah. It's just one name after another. This person was a descendant of this one and on and on. 44 names go by. Reading it, it's kind of boring. Then on the 45th name, instead of just listing this man and going on to the over 100 names to come, the writer stops to give a brief description as if to say, this man did something significant. He didn't just live and die and get his name in the family line. He stood out. He did something worth pausing for. Verse nine says, there was a man named Jabez that was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him this because his birth was so painful. Jabez stood out, first off, because he honored God in a great way. He lived a life of such excellence and integrity. But that wasn't the only reason. The name Jabez means pain, sorrow, trouble. And in those days, names meant much more than they do today. They were like prophecies. They would predict what would happen. The name Joshua means savior. Every time someone said, hello, Joshua, courage must have filled his heart. He went on to lead the Israelites into the promised land. The name Jacob means deceiver. Jacob lived a life deceiving people. He became what he was named. Well, think about what Jabez must have thought. His mother declared over him that his life would be full of trouble, sorrow, pain. When someone said, hey, Jabez, they were reminding him that he was at a disadvantage, that he had had bad breaks. If anyone's name in this genealogy should have been mentioned and then passed right over, it would have been his. But despite the odds being against him, despite what his mother prophesied over him, Jabez prayed a prayer in verse 10 that changed the course of his life. He said, God, I'm asking you to bless me indeed. If he'd just asked God to bless him, that'd be one thing. But when he said, indeed, he was saying, God, I'm asking you to bless me with abundance. Bless me with overflow. Give me so much favor that I can leave my mark. I read where saying indeed back then was like putting five exclamation points. He was asking God for the unusual, the extraordinary. Somehow 
he had the boldness to open his mouth wide. He went on to say, God, enlarge my territory, expand my borders. Think of the boldness this took. All the circumstances said he was stuck. He could have accepted it and just been another name on the list. But the next verse says, and God granted him his request. He left his mark. But what's interesting is Jabez didn't part a Red Sea like Moses. He didn't defeat a giant like David. He didn't save the Israelites like Esther. There are not chapters in the Bible dedicated to him. But because he prayed a bold prayer, because he said, God bless me indeed, God paused the scripture and said, wait a minute, don't just pass over this man. Don't just list his name and move on. I need to say something about him. He was unusual. He didn't let the circumstances determine his destiny. He asked me for the uncommon. When you do like Jabez and say, God, bless me indeed. Not a little blessing, not with just enough to get by, but God bless me with overflow. Bless me with more than enough. Take me where I can't go on my own. Then in years to come, when someone is reading your family line, you won't just be a name on the list. They'll have to stop and say about you, wow, they were a difference maker. They left our family better than we were before. They took us to a new level. God doesn't want you to live and die and nobody knew you were here. The way to stand out is number one, honor God with your life. Stay on that high road. Break away from things that are keeping you from being your very best. And number two, pray these bold prayers. Dare to say, God, bless me indeed. Don't be limited by how you were raised, by what was passed down by how unlikely your dream looks. Have a big vision. Dare to ask God to do things that seem impossible. And all these people that were listed before and after Jabez, I'm sure they were good people. I'm sure they accomplished dreams. Some of them must have prayed, asked God for things, but nothing is said about them. It's significant that God paused the scripture to tell us that he prayed, bless me indeed. I wonder what would happen if every day we would start praying, God bless me indeed. God enlarge my territory, expand my borders, give me more influence, more resources, more opportunities. Not just once a month, but when you wake up in the morning, Lord bless me indeed today. At the office, under your breath, God bless me indeed. Before you go to bed, Lord thank you for blessing me indeed. Well, Joel, isn't that kind of selfish, asking for that much? It's not selfish when you're asking to fulfill your destiny, to become who you were created to be. And the reason you need to ask is because there's an awesome future in front of you, things much bigger than you've imagined. You can't reach your potential praying small prayers, believing for the ordinary, accepting the status quo. God is counting on you to tap into his favor, to see the surpassing greatness of his power. This takes bold prayers. This takes people that will take the limits off of God. People that are not intimidated at the size of their dream. Now, maybe you've been praying for God to bless you. That's good. But I'm asking you to add the indeed. 
God, bless me in unusual ways. God, do something uncommon in my life. Show out. God, I'm asking for your unprecedented favor. In the scripture, Elisha served the prophet Elijah for many years. He was faithful to take care of him and to go everywhere he went. When Elijah was about to be taken to heaven, he asked Elisha what he wanted. You would think Elisha would ask for something ordinary, something normal, maybe for some time off, maybe for a monetary gift. No, Elisha understood this principle. He knew how to pray bold prayers. He said, Elijah, I want a double portion of your spirit. He was saying, I want to do twice the miracles. I want to have twice the anointing, twice the favor, twice the influence, twice the resources. Elijah could have thought, boy, you need more humility. You need to go back and ask again for something more common. No, Elijah loved his boldness. He said, in effect, you keep serving me and you're going to have exactly what you said. Not long after that, Elijah was taken to heaven in a whirlwind. Just like God promised, Elisha received a double portion of his spirit. He performed twice as many miracles as Elijah. This would have never happened if he had not said, God bless me indeed. The indeed is to go places you can't go on your own. You may be doing fine where you are. That's great, but that's not your final destination. God has more in store, greater opportunities, more influence. Don't get stuck because you're not asking. James chapter five says, Elijah was human as we are, yet when he prayed that it wouldn't rain, no rain fell for three and a half years. Now, sometimes we look at the people in the Bible and we see them as superhuman. They had so much more faith than us. God favored them because they were so special. But this scripture says, Elijah was human. Well, of course, we know he was human. He wasn't an alien. God was saying this to show us that Elijah was just a normal person. He didn't necessarily feel special. He didn't walk around with a supernatural glow. The reason we're talking about him is he dared to pray bold prayers. He dared to ask God for what looked impossible. Well, Joel, I'm not in ministry. I'm not in leadership. I don't have a lot of influence. You're right where Elijah was. Quit discounting yourself. Quit thinking you can't ask for something big. You don't have enough faith. The requirement is, are you human? Since you are, God says, you can ask for things that seem impossible. Now, no more weak prayers. No more sick prayers. Start opening your mouth wide and God is going to fill it. Every day, Lord, bless me indeed. Not just bless me, add the indeed. Put the exclamation point on it. That's saying, God, bless me with abundance. God, bless me with overflow so I can be a bigger blessing. If you'll do this, I believe and declare, like with Jabez, God is about to enlarge your territory. He's about to do something you've never seen. Unprecedented favor, breakthroughs, opportunities, healing, the fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, can you say amen today? Well, I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. 
Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. We're excited about coming back to New York for our Night of Hope in Yankee Stadium. It's going to be a great night of encouragement and inspiration. Our special guest, Kanye West, and the Sunday Service Choir. Looking forward to seeing you there May 2nd in Yankee Stadium. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you encouraged and inspired all through the week. Help us to continue to share the message of hope with those all around the world. Visit joelosteen.com or click the link in the description to partner with us today. We hope you'll share this message with a friend and be sure to follow us on social media. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.